there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. This is our first show, and as it's our first show, I feel like it's important to tell our people kind of how this works. Mm -hmm. And the way that this works for you folks at home is that Heather and I are going to take turns being host, and it is my turn. It's Chrissy's turn this week to be the host, and that means that I get to bring the topic, and it's a grab bag topic, and what happens here is Heather doesn't know what our topic is. Mm Mm-mm. Heather is sitting there blind right now with no idea. (laughs) I was not nervous about this until you said that. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about whatever strikes our fancy, and you can play along at home, too. We're going to be interactive with you guys online as we do this, and uh, we're going to get into it right now. Heather, here's what the topic is this week. Okay. The topic is, who the hell are you? Mm. We're going to talk about, I don't want to know your resume. I want to know your personality, your dreams, your your beliefs. I want to know, who are you, Heather? You're asking me right now? Do you want me to start first so that you have a moment to compose your thoughts about who you are? Well, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is one of my favorite books that I recommend to a lot of the people that I work with. It's called The Untethered Soul. Anybody who's worked with me who's listening to this is rolling their eyes right now because I am a broken record about this book. Um, it is all about I figuring out who you are and, and then being able to... Um, to let go of experiences and let them free and, and live. And um, there is a whole section dedicated to defining who you are. And it's a great line of questioning um, that I won't go into now. I'll let you check it out online. But I'm still thinking about how to answer your question. So you go first. Well, I think because I got to prepare, I yes. got to make a couple notes about who am I? And I am a doer. I'm a person who gets stuff done, and I am a person who needs to feel useful. I need to, if we are having a conversation, if we are in one another's life, I need to feel like I'm giving something to you. I need to feel like I'm not just taking from you, that I'm sharing, and that's a really important part of who I am. I need my relationships to be beyond the surface. I need to really get to know people deeply, and I am honest to a fault. If you ask anybody anything about me, I've probably been pretty open and pretty transparent about it and um, pretty, pretty honest. And I like that. I feel like setting that example of honesty in relationships hopefully helps other people kind of, you know, open up a little bit about their experiences and whatnot, too. So, you know, in a, in a nutshell, I'm just I'm a relationship person. I guess Mm -hmm. I'm a relationship person. I see you as being a connector. Yeah, I think I would say that that's that's a good way to put it. I'll find people and be like, oh, you need to know this person Mm -hmm. or, you know, have you seen this? It needs to integrate into your life in this way. Well, that's part of how that way, too. 
Well, I, I, I'm not surprised because it's part of how we got together. For those of you who might be wondering how we came up with the idea for this show, um, Chrissy and, and I met in a writer's class we, that we both signed up for, and um, we locked eyes across the room, and the rest we is did. history. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> we both knew there is something about this person that I am supposed to know. I am supposed to know her and do something and it took us a while to figure out what it was but i i really feel like you and i both share that passion for um taking advantage of when the energy is right and and being willing and curious enough to follow it and see where it goes i think that's true and i think like Heather was saying that we kind of took some time to figure out what it was. We went to lunch and we just kind of had a nice lunch. And then we went to lunch a second time and we said, let's co-write some articles together because we both write. Heather and I both write for the Democrat, um, both do freelance stuff and blogs and all sorts of things. So we kind of said, well, how could we co-write, though, and have both of our voices shine through? And we said, I know. How about if we use our voices in a podcast? <laughs> and uh, I think, Heather, another thing, if I'm thinking of who you are, is that you are ready to jump on anything. Like I said, what if we did a podcast? And she's like, let's tape it next Tuesday. And that, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You know, like, I don't have a lot of friends like that that are like, sure, let's just go. You know? Well, and I am loving the part about how we are really still getting to know each other as friends and we are brave enough and fun enough and willing to <laughs> to get on to some microphones and develop a friendship in real time and and learn about each other and um okay so I'm, i've had some a little bit of time to think about who am i and i wrote down some words that i think are somewhat similar to yours a first thing i wrote was a helper i really have felt my happiest when I've been told by somebody that I was helpful to them. That made me feel really good. And I learned that that was something that I really value mm -hmm. is being helpful to somebody. And I got I had an email in my inbox this morning from um, a dear, dear friend, um, a local friend, Mary Barley, who is a mentor and an inspiration of mine, um, who was thanking me for something that I did for an organization that we're both part of. And the most valuable part and the most exciting part of reading her message was knowing that I had been actually helpful. Um, that's really important to me. I really want to be valuable. I, I want to I want to make things better. Like right. I, when I leave, yeah. I want people to be glad that I was there. Mm -hmm. I want to make it better and um, and more fun and hopefully more yeah. fun. Uh -huh. I really l like to help people laugh and be silly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely guilty of oversharing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think my husband holds his breath a well, lot. Well, I mean, and people should keep listening because we're both oversharers and they're going to, people will know <laughs> us deeply by, <laughs> by the end of the day. <laughs> I've learned over the past year of listening to the news and, and just listening to our culture develop that I can be um, naive about people and, and expect the best and assume the best. Um, I think that I used to say one of my superpowers was benefit of the doubt. Mm. Benefit of the doubt, girl. I will always assume that you had good intentions mm. and be very confused and heartbroken when it turns out somebody didn't. 
My next uh, kind of question on here, so figuring out who each other are, I think this is a great kind of first episode thing, you know, who are we? Um, I want to talk a little bit about what we've been through. How did you get to be this woman that you are today? And and how happy are we with where we are today (laughs) versus where we might want to go? I'll kind of start so that you have a little bit of time to think. Um, Something that I noted about myself is that there's, there's there's a scene in Home Alone where Buzz says, we live on the most boring street in the most boring town in all of America, so Kevin's fine. Like, that's how he knows that Kevin is fine. And that's kind of how I feel about my childhood. It was a very nice, normal childhood. You know, two-parent household. I lived in the same house from the day I was born until I moved away after college, you know. Um, th- it was just a very nice, normal childhood. And then... I grew up and in my 20s and 30s, it was a totally different life where things were not so calm and normal and whatnot. I have a couple of dead parents and a couple of dead parents is not a fun thing to have, you know, by the time you're in your early 30s to have lost those people. I have a very successful business, um, crazy success beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I had an unsuccessful marriage. So there's that. But I had a couple great kids, and he's a terrific guy. We still get along fine. Uh, I put on and then took off 100 pounds. So I don't know if you knew that, Heather. I knew that there was a big weight loss story for you, but yeah, I didn't know more, it was 100. Yeah, more than 100 pounds, yeah. I, uh, I've had several health scares and several surgeries, and I drank loads and loads of alcohol and now I drink very very little alcohol if any I think I've had like just enough brushes with death <laughs> to really appreciate all the moments of my life you know had really great loves I've dated a lot succeeded a lot failed a lot you know um it, it's been a pretty good ride with some pretty vicious learning experiences thrown in to keep it interesting, I guess. So those are some of the things that I've been through that kind of shape who sits in front of you today. And I can tell you that two years ago, the woman who sat here with you, probably I wouldn't have sat here with you. I had really let the artsy side of myself go, the creative side of myself go. I was um, very locked into being sciencey and serious and and whatnot and I, I was not tapped into who I was when I was younger like my bachelor's degree is in music my master's degree is in science and I didn't find a balance between those two things for a really long time I, I don't think you would have recognized me a few years ago and I don't think we'd be sitting here doing this show 100 hmm. percent. I'm a different person it's really cool that you say that um, because we're both pendulum swingers in search yeah. of that balance. And uh, I, I, my story is somewhat similar. You know, I had a pretty idyllic upbringing, you know, two great parents who are still married to each other, a brother and a sister living in the suburbs and going to school and doing my thing and um, always thinking that I would um, really always wanting to be done with being a kid so that I could get on to the business of of being an adult, which is what I always wanted. And um, I rushed through a lot of my childhood and I, I think I skipped over a lot of ex, um, important experiences that 
that you should have in middle school and high school because I just wanted to get to get get done with all of that and and move on to being an adult. But I thought that I would have um, I would never get married and I would not have kids and I would just work in um, communications and mass media and you know be a an influencer have a talk show and gosh and, now you've made it <laughs> <laughs> look here I am you look at this now and then I fell in love I I met who turned out to be my husband and I knew immediately that um, that we were going to be together forever and I didn't um, I never once looked back and now we've just celebrated our 22nd wedding anniversary. Um, got two kids, and I'm a mom uh, who's juggling all of this stuff that I never expected. Um, but the but the beauty of it right now at 43 years old is seeing that for one, I'm I'm full circle. I am still doing all of the things that I wanted to do, um, but just in a different place. Um, so if you ask, you know, like, what have you gone through? What have you come through? Um, you know, I think that I I just kept going. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and I I look back and realize, wow, I've I've actually had a lot of experiences that have set me up for the way that my life is now without knowing that that was happening and trying to just sink into that and trust that that is going to continue happening throughout life. And I, I just love your love story. I love that, you know, you met this person and it totally changed your trajectory of what you thought you were going to do for the time being. But that that didn't hurt that that was I mean, I, I know that there are challenges with that, but you were so sure, you know, and I think sometimes being a divorcee, people are like, oh, she hates marriage. She hates love. She hates whatever. And that's not it at all. I just want those things to be so beautiful with the right person. You know what I mean? So I I almost think that I'm more of a romantic than a lot of people because I just want it to be this beautiful, like soul enhancing thing, you know? And and I honestly still wholeheartedly, foolishly believe that that stuff is out there, you know? And so like relationships like yours where you're still so happy in it all these years later are, you know, I think just lovely. I think it's that's really special, you know? I love love. Mm -hmm. And and I was lamenting to Robbie, um, well, almost at least three times a week, I we watch somebody fall in love in a, some TV show. And I say, Oh, we'll never have the beginnings again. And you know, I just I love when people fall in love. I love to see people fall in love. I love relationships and watching how people um, you know, decide that they want to spend time with each other. And, mm -hmm. and then it's interesting when they decide that they don't want to spend time with each other anymore. And um, all of those layers are really interesting. But yeah, I think we we're going to end away. up. I think we're going to end up talking about those things a lot over the, the course of the future episodes and whatnot, because we're both so fascinated by relationships and how they come together and how they die and how they work. So, Heather, are you where you thought you would be right now in your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, OK, so I think I am where I'm not where I thought I would be. But that brings to mind a concept that um, somebody mentioned to me a, a few years ago that 
the plan you made for yourself when you were 21 is a plan that you would have been satisfied with at that time in your life. Right. And so, no, I'm not where I thought I would be, um, but I really like where I am. Right. Yeah. I said something kind of similar. I said, you know, I am mostly where I thought I would be. But the road to get here was not what I anticipated at all. Not by not by any stretch. Um, I, I guess romantically, I'm probably not where I thought I would be. I thought that I would be with my person by now, you know, but everything else is really kind of come together for me. I, I still need to record an album, obviously, and I need to become a very critical judge on a television series. But those are those are those are still very achievable. Time. I got time. Yeah, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> I my parents were just here for the weekend and I um I'm the only person, only one of three kids that that moved away from our hometown. And so when people come to visit me, it's a big deal. And my parents were here this weekend and uh, we were driving around town and my dad was astonished that I did not know how to turn on my brights and have them stay on. Like I know how to make them come on, but I don't know how to make them stay on. And both my parents were just kind of teasing me that I didn't know that. And then I also, I drive a Prius and my dad was asking, <laughs> you know, how do you switch to electric mode? Have you ever driven in electric mode? And 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 I had to admit, I don't know how to do that. Like I just, <laughs> I get in it. And when I'm in the car, I just focus on getting to where I need to be. And then when I get, to where I need to be, I do what I'm supposed to do there. And I realized that I am really happy. It kind of gives me a sense of joy to know that my parents are still a little bit perplexed by me. Yeah. And that I'm okay and I enjoy the fact that I don't care <laughs> how to keep my how to keep my brights on in the car because it's just not important and and so they were good naturedly teasing me and and it helped me feel um you know kind of just satisfied with myself that you know i'm continuing to do the things that perplex my family and i feel like you should do something every week that freaks out your family and your friends and and everyone else around you i think i think that that's a good thing you should always be a surprise keep them on their toes right exactly keep them on their toes are there any changes for yourself or for your life that you think are impossible? At this is point? Is there anything you think you can't do? No. I know. Both of us are so like, oh, we got it. You know? No. I th- no. And I think that comes with age and experience. I now know there. I, I have surprised myself by doing things that I didn't think I would or could do. And so now I know there's nothing. I will say that I've come to a real acceptance in the last couple of years that I can't that I, my life is the only one that I get to make choices for, though. That I can't um, unilaterally choose who's in my life. I can't say, I want you if you don't want me back. You know, I can't, I can't do that. Um, I, I can't fix everything. That's I, can't, true. I can't go to people who I love and say, you just really should do this. And if you do it, I think that, I think that it'll be good. I don't get a say in that. And so I don't get to make any changes no matter how much I would like to for other people. And I think finding acceptance with that instead of continuing to just push people and nag people and be horrible is um, something that I'm really glad I've learned, that I'm really glad that I've let people learn to make their changes at their own at their own pace and in their own time and in their own way. Um, I guess the other thing for me is I know now that I'm never going to learn enough. Like, that's the one thing that, you know... 
it's impossible for me to know enough to be satisfied, you know? <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Listening to you say, I can't go up to somebody and say, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, yes, you could. You totally could. It would be a bad idea. But you could do it. And I, in the past, I have. In the past, I've absolutely been like, look, this is what, like, you want your life to be better. This is the way to do it. Like, please just follow my instructions for your life. I can, you know, I can write the playbook for how you should live your life. And I think it's been a hard lesson. But also, you know, I'm much less frustrated by people if I just allow them to be where they are. And if I just say, okay, that's where you are today, you know, and it's a, that's a, that's been a very, very hard lesson, though. I learned that lesson also, and I found that once I was willing to let people live their own lives, I had so much free time. Right? <laughs> I suddenly had time to do so much more. I could focus on my own stuff instead of, make, of living everybody else's lives and making all of their decisions for them. And it turned out that they were all perfectly capable. <laughs> Yeah, most, most, I'm not gonna say all, most people <laughs> are pretty capable of having a pretty decent life without my input, you know, contrary to my own belief for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think we both realize that our advice is good and, and they right. should well, take every, it. Everyone listening, whatever you are extrapolating from this conversation, whatever you're like, yeah, well, I kind of feel this way or I kind of feel differently, whatever, whatever you've gotten from us. That Yeah, listen to what we said. We're, we're probably right. Probably, <laughs> at least eventually. Or if we, if you think that maybe we're not, then that's okay, too. You know, the whole point of this podcast is to is to to get into it, you know, to to kind of unpack these ideas and, and start some um, little I'm thinking like I'm, I'm in visualizing the neurons from your brain kind of firing together of looking at things in a different way or, you know, just turning off your radio and saying those girls are weird. <laughs> that might happen. That <laughs> might okay. happen, too. But, yeah, I think that, you know, what what we're trying to do here is we're going to talk a lot about ourselves and our personal experiences and our personal opinions but that doesn't mean that we want you to have those opinions. We just want to get you thinking about those kind of topics. So we want you to leave today going, who the hell am I? What am I doing here on God's green earth? And what's my function here? And I hope that we have kind of compelled you to do that today. And with that, I think, Heather, are we, we are wrapping it? up our first podcast episode. We did it. We did it. So uh, congratulations to you. Congratulations to me. High five in the High middle. Five. We can't reach each other. You guys can't see us, but we have a probably five foot distance between us. But a small child. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is it. This is it. It's wrapped up for today. And we will talk to you guys next time. Next time, Heather is host. And she will have a fun topic that I will be blind to. Heather, I think you did fantastic with your first blind day. Thanks. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.